253DF Memphis, Flynn Broadcasting Stations. College football talk every Tuesday with Brent Beer, Heisman voter, and on Twitter X at Brent Beer. SEC, ACC, AAC. We talk it all with Brent. Here's Brent Beard with Bryant and Brett. Brent Beard joins us now from First Coast News down in Jacksonville. Brent, thanks for joining us. A lot to talk about today. Pretty newsy day in college football. But before we get to any of today's news, I want your thoughts on, uh, we talked a lot about it last week when it came out, but Nick Saban, it's uh, you know been reported, been made official, that he will be joining ESPN, and more importantly, he will be part of College Game Day next season. I know me and Brett talked a lot uh, about about how excited we are to kind of see the different side of Nick Saban, not just the the football coach, the, you know, I'm going to get up in my players on the sidelines, yelling at officials, but kind of the other side of Nick Saban. What were your thoughts when you saw the news that, that he will be joining ESPN in, in college game day? Rich Davis told my brother and I probably 10 years ago that when uh, Saban retires, he has a contract on his desk uh, to join ESPN, um, so that uh, I'm sure you file that away somewhere convenient. Hmm. Um, it was a logical choice. Look, frankly, it's an upgrade. Um, I, I, I think uh, I, I think it would. It, he will add some insight that they really uh, don't have from a coach's standpoint. Um, it's something I think he wanted to do. I still think, guys, he's going to end up being in some role. I'm not going to call it a commissioner. I'm not going to call it a czar. But I I think he's going to do something that will help the game. That's important to him. It always has been. But, uh, I mean, he'll, he'll, do, he'll do really well uh, in that role, uh, just providing – um, I think some talking points that maybe the rest of that group won't come up with. Um, so, and kind of interesting that two of the better coaches in history, um, uh, Urban Meyer, obviously is on Fox, and now Saban being on ESPN, that, uh, that's a coup for television. It is a coup for television. It's a it's a coup for the consumer because Brent, you you hit on it. They they needed a coach's perspective because Urban Meyer has knocked it out of the park on Big Noon, and Game Day has to match that. Yeah. I, I I said it a couple times this fall. I basically had I, when I was watching early morning Saturday college football. I had the back button either on. When on big noon, if either Mark Ingram or Urban Meyer, if they're talking, I listen, and then I go back, and if Herb Street's not speaking, I go back to big noon, and I, yeah. I just kind of kept a, a information line going of about three people, and now this brings in a, a big fourth person. It does, uh, and and that's going to help them, um, I think, add a lot. I'm, I'm also going to be interested to see – what Lee Corso's role is going to be, if, if that's going to continue to diminish, and look, this is not being disparaging against Lee, but but uh, I, I really do wonder, guys, if eventually Lee is going to just kind of do the head mascot uh, routine 
maybe even from his home or something of that ilk. Um, that that will be interesting to see where that where that really goes. Um, I get why they did the demographics of what they did with their most recent addition. I know some folks have, have expressed uh, less than, less than pleasure with seeing that boo, but um, uh, but but yes, it, it, it and, and look, guys, just be honest for for us that deal with this every day. The truth of the matter is, there are a lot of times on Saturday morning um, uh, that I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just kind of relax a little bit before the games. I'm maybe at the gym or, or uh, watching the Wild Wild West or something like that. But because, because frankly, the truth of the matter is, like like you guys, um, we have dealt with the uh, with the subject matter every day. Yeah. Uh, and 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 frankly, I, I I think that's why a lot of people don't watch a Super Bowl pregame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, 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 we've gnashed about pretty good about it. But I, I do look forward to Coach Saban on a really cool job for somebody out there. And he, he's going to get somebody young and it'll probably be somebody from the media. And we saw it at, at, at the, the heyday with, with Coach Corso when he hired Herschel Nissison to be his uh, researcher. Somebody, yeah. somebody yeah. out there is going to have a front row to be able to hang every weekend with that that traveling band, and also with the greatest college football coach that was ever in the sport, Nick Saban, just being their researcher. Well, and uh, a lot of these assistants have said uh, that they um, uh, and been very honest about it by saying, if you don't have a pen and a paper, and maybe uh, maybe a couple of them, when he starts talking. Um, you, you're really wasting an opportunity, and that's gonna. And I think that's gonna be the same thing for him. Now, my big question is: Now, Brian, listen to this because Brent and I've talked about this for years. Uh, when you get coaches on the air, uh, what is the uh, uh, the biggest thing that he's going to have to deal with? Is will he be willing to criticize his brethren? Mm-hmm. When he has never really done that before, yeah. um, uh, you know everybody's coached well. Uh, you know we know the we know the coach speak that comes from that, and I'm and I'm not saying that he is going to uh, uh, just um, uh, you know uh, libel and slander people on the air, but I think we both know there are times that you've got. That you've got to have some constructive criticism, regardless of where he is, and and Brent. That's my question. That and this is something Brett and I've dealt with over the years with different guys. Uh, would he be willing to be open and transparent mm-hmm. about um, uh, it, 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 discussing when decisions were made and why were they made? And here's another thing they could have done. Who's who's the current SEC coach right now? That if he, I'm not talking about going in deep and personal or vengeful, but just constructive critique, criticism. Who's the one that it will really make screaming headlines about? Uh, Boy, that's a great question. Um, 
certainly it will be for Hugh Freeze um, because of the ob- obvious Alabama Auburn situation. Uh, but I would I would probably say Kirby um, because he was on the Alabama staff and uh, he and Nick um, uh, had. Uh, games of tremendous of just tremendous importance over the years. I'm not sure if that's where you were going with that, Brett. But uh, it, it is, and you nailed those it. Were couple, those were a couple that come to mind, right? If I if I had to list them, I'd start in the Iron Bowl world, Auburn and yep. Alabama, yep. and when he yep. the first time he ever even treads lightly at, at criticizing Kalen DeBoer, we we know the story it's going to be. I, I, I would start with those two. I, then I would go to Kirby. Then I would go to Lane. Then I'd go to Brian Kelly. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think those are good ones. Yeah, that's a great point, too. Yeah. Um, now, I think he'll be, uh, I, I think he'll be uh, favorable in the beginning, frankly, because Brian Kelly, to his credit, and we've mentioned this a couple of times, has gone and, and really – um, added some, uh, I think, coaching big names to that defense, and that's one thing they really need to do because they were, they were. Uh, let's be honest, they were abysmal defensively last year, uh, and them being able to get um, the, the, the guys they're in, I think, may make a big difference in the LSU defense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Talking to Brent Beard from First Coast News in Jacksonville. He joins us every week to talk college football. Brett and I talked a little bit uh, about the news coming out today. The college football playoff and ESPN uh, are in agreement on a six-year extension worth $7.8 billion, $1.3 billion per year. Just an unbelievable number to see. Um, What what did you think uh, about that news that came out this morning? Uh, Well, I mean, we... (sighs) Uh, it, I mean, the numbers are just staggering, aren't they? I, I mean, it's really, it's really it's not, it's hard. Not even to real. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to imagine in our finite mind that that we can really, that we can really appreciate what those numbers are. When, when seven hundred and eighty dollars, um, if we found on our doorstep, <laughs> it really helps all of us out in yeah, our lives. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then you multiply that times. Uh, I, I can't get there. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I, don't know I, that I, I can't either. <laughs> I, I, I would. I, I would need my. I would need my tax accountant to help me uh, to really put that in perspective. And I'm sure probably somebody will um, before it's over. But frankly, Brian, as you and Brad have talked about that, and my goodness, we're not even. And look, that doesn't even sum up the uh, amount of money that. Uh, now look, these SEC schools got fifty-one million. Um, uh, that was just announced a few days ago, and there, there's still a lot of money that we don't even know what's going to come in this. But uh, uh, how much more the TV contract would be? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the playoffs, but look. The other thing going on here, there's, and there's a lot of this, there's a lot of speculation and people doing money um, additions if the SEC and the uh, the Big Ten break away and what that's going to look like. Uh, and my Lord, uh, I mean, I've, I've seen it. I'm sure numbers like you guys have, instead of $51 million a year, 
I've seen one projection where it was going to be a hundred million Ooh. per year per school, um, and I mean, uh, and, and I mean for a year. I don't mean for um, uh, for, for ten years. I mean for a year, guys. I'm seeing as much, and 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 this is even more staggering. Uh, what would be some of these schools getting as much eventually as a hundred and fifty million dollars per year? Uh, uh, now that that may be just um, exaggeration, j- j- just to get clickbait. I don't know. We, we got to hire more analysts and more video I've people with that, Brent. Yeah, yeah. got to can't oh, get enough video people. No, no. I think we're going to have video people filming video Ooh, people to see what better. they're filming. Yeah. <laughs> gotta make sure they're not cheating, Brett. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the Lord, that that's hilarious. But look. Again, and, and I get the, and, you know, I won't make this a social commentary, but I but I also understand when the average bear person is just doing all they can to make ends meet. And, you know, it, it obviously is a sport that they love uh, very dearly. Uh, but, you know, when they're doing all they can just to make ends meet, and they see money about that, um uh, I understand their reaction. I really do. Yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Uh, some of the other news that came out today, um, the uh, the NCAA is close to approving helmet communication in college football. They're, the NCAA Football Rules Committee will meet uh, near the end of February, uh, and we should have more word on, on where this is going to go. We saw it um, in the bowl games this year, and it sounds like, from everything that that at least the NCA is saying, they heard positive things. Only positive things. Right. What did you see in these bowl games? What do you think of the idea of the NCA going, kind of getting closer to what the NFL does in terms of, of communication devices? I think it's something they've got to do. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, any anything to get rid of these silly signs <laughs> uh, that 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 you know uh, we we've got a whole up signs of. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bugs Bunny yeah. and uh, and you know who knows what. Uh, yeah, if we if we can get rid of all of those guys, that's a positive thing. Yeah, well, that and the curtains that that have to hide that, those signs Please. from people, um, and, and people can't even see the game because of that. Well, it, we're going to need more curtains. <laughs> that's the problem thing. is, look, we all know them. And we all and we all love them, but 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 coaches are the most paranoid people on the oh, planet. Man. Just don't uh, trust and, anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Do they? Uh-huh. Uh, and and, and it, look, that that's why, as much as we probably need them, we're not going to have uh, spring games that are played between two different teams Damn. because. No yeah, yeah, there's really not, is it? Because these, co- these coaches are way too paranoid that, that heaven forbid, um, and I don't think it's players getting hurt. I, I think, I think there may be some dire secret, uh, that, 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 that somehow is given, given away in one of those games that, that could be a problem for them, they think. Brent, with it, we, we know we got the two years of the twelve teams. Do you mm-hmm. think this new six? We, we know the money, but do you think the 
the next six years, do you think that will en- encompass 16, maybe 20? I think yeah. at FCS level, there, there's 20 already, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, I, oh, I can see that happening easily. I absolutely think that's going to happen. That, they're just, guys, they're, they're just too much money in it. Uh, and it's one of the easiest um, uh, revenue streams that, they had, that there is would be to continue to uh, expand the situation. And again, if we're headed to what we think we're headed to, which is the, uh, the the SEC and the Big Ten basically doing their own thing, at that point you've got to do something if you're the the non-power four, the non-power five, however you want to look at that, uh, and, and and those schools need to go ahead and start making some plans for that. So uh, th- th- there's there's absolutely no, absolutely no question about it. What will be, um, because of the money, because of the access and the opportunity, um, will go to uh, sixteen, and it won't take long to do it either. Hey, all right, do, do you prefer campus or more incorporation? of existing bowls and maybe even rotating some bowls that, you know, maybe not every year uh, the Gator Bowl in, in your town or every year yeah. the Liberty yeah. Bowl in our town that they're a part of that, but maybe rotating them with, with Citrus and and the the Tampa Bowl, the Music City right. Bowl, right. the Houston Bowl. What, what do you prefer? Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I think – because I would like to see something on a regular basis happen uh, in the Gator Bowl, um, to, to, to just to, to make it worthwhile, I, I think maybe I would like that. Although I do really, uh, I think it's fair for the fans to have at least a playoff game uh, where they can go their own stadium instead of traveling to do that. Yeah. Um, now, one drawback to that, though, at that time of year for playoffs. There's the, the the campus life is is a little dulled by people it being is. home for for uh, you know for Christmas break. Right, right. That's a good point. Uh, I get that. Uh, and, and, but look, I think what's going to happen with this um, is that, that we're going to start off with having some of the games uh, on on campus, and I think and I think at some point in order to save the bowls. Uh, that that's what they're going to do is basically have all the games at a bowl. Um, uh, so, but, but look, I, if it would, uh, as much as I want to see it on campuses and give fans a fair break for that, that to get to get the Memphises and the Jacksonville involved with it, uh, that'd be well worth sacrifice, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, we talked uh, last week uh, about Bill O'Brien, and it sounds like he was going to be taking over at Boston College. Now that has been made official, and now Chip Kelly um, is going to be the offensive coordinator yeah. for Ohio State. What do you make of that change for Chip Kelly leaving at the head coach position at UCLA and, and now for Ohio State? I mean, getting a sitting head coach to be their offensive coordinator has to be huge for them. Yeah. And let me let me make a couple of comments on that. First with O'Brien. Um now I saw this and I, and, I, and again I'm um I, I'm hesitant to say and Brett, if you saw it, let me know. But um I mean O'Brien obviously um I, I he he has a lot of ties to that area. 
Now, now I have read where O'Brien has a son that has some medical situations, mm. and and his doctors are like in that Boston area. Yes, and then, I've, I've and read that, that too. It, it, do you see that too? Yes. And that has something to do with sure it. Sure, it does. Uh, and and I mean, crying out loud, uh, who wouldn't want to go and get a job that you're familiar with if it's going to help your uh, family? I, I think the Chip Kelly thing, Brian, he may have been he may have been trying to get ahead of the posse mm-hmm. uh, in in that situation. Look, UCLA is not the job it used to be. No. Uh, I mean, they've got uh, great-looking uniforms. I mean, they're great fight song. The, oh, man. oh yeah, yeah, it is. They're, they're, they're ten minutes from the ocean and all that. But boy, that that hits. I think what probably be what Brett since Terry Donahue or someone like that. Probably so, and, and, and Brent, you're, you're factually correct. I mean, they, they can be 10 minutes from the ocean, but their campus is 40 minutes from where they play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, that's a problem Miami's got. Yeah. Uh, in, in a similar situation. And that doesn't, that just doesn't. They can go deep sea well. fishing easy, easier than they can play home. They could. They could. <laughs> they could. That's exactly right. So, what, what, you know, what happens there? That to make that a better job, and my lord, it's just going to get tougher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're in the Big Ten; they've got to do all this traveling and so forth. I mean, I think I think USC can get it together quicker, quicker than they can, but that is not going to be easy for them at all. That, that and I know they again they hired from within their their running back coach, the UCLA great running back. But but and I and I hate to be cynical about this. But we've just seen this happen too many times to where they made the easy transition yeah. in, into two or three years that they regretted the choice. I know this. All they got to tell the new coach is he's playing Alabama as a player, and you can put 200 on the board at running back. We saw him run all over Fran yeah. in 2001, Brent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember that well. Uh, no, no question. They couldn't tackle that. him. <laughs> oh, no. No. Looked like Herschel Walker. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it really did at that point, didn't he? Yeah, that's a good point. But but that's also a good question. And again, we don't have time to get into it too deep. But this um, pattern we're seeing of coaches, even head coaches, leaving and going get going to be assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, I, this stuff can't. Nothing in college football stays that stays forever. Right. And at some point, there's going to be uh, either by either by Congress, which I doubt, or by um, uh, the NCAA, which I doubt, but maybe even more, uh, or the market, or whatever it's going to be. Some of this NIL and transfer stuff is going to get. We, we're either going to get used to it, or it's going to get better. Yeah, well, uh, I, I trust and, the market more than I do Congress well, or the NCAA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that totally. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and 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 hoping when that happens, um, that this leaving the jobs is going to begin is going to get easier. But, but look, guys, the reality too. This is all the coaches. In a lot of ways, they mm-hmm. made that schedule, and they they have the power to change it, mm-hmm. particularly in December if they want to do that. 
No, you're right about that. And it's you're you're right. It's interesting to see a lot of these head coaches kind of making changes and go trying to uh, get a coordinator job instead of that yep. head coaching job. And it's definitely something to keep an eye on with kind of how uh, the direction college football is going in. But Brent, always uh, fun talking to you, talking some college ball with you, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Good. Thank you, Brent. Always enjoy, guys. Take care. Thanks. Have have a great week, Brent Beard, with us every week talking college sports college football predominantly we will we will get into some basketball with him is now the basketball spotlight is on the spotlight is on tomorrow night for the day and night of love and at the commissary what a great deal they have at both locations the new collierville commissary houston levy and popper are the original in germantown you want to go to houston levy to, to tomorrow tomorrow night here's what you get you get a slab of ribs, about 8 to 9 to $10 off normally. You also get dessert. You also get champagne. At the original in Germantown, instead of champagne, you get complimentary two beers for you and yours to enjoy. That Memphis-style barbecue and ribs done the slow-cooked Memphis way, the signature Memphis way. If you're craving an easier way to order, text commissary to 33733. Again, Walker Taylor wants me to thank everyone for the overwhelming response for around the big game for various parties, catering, and even at the Collierville Commissary on Sunday afternoon, where a lot of people watched and enjoyed. 901-754-5540 or online at commissarybbq.com for that Memphis barbecue and those appetizers at the commissary that we all love like the smoked chicken wings the staple of all things sports the barbecue nachos the tamales the cheese plate then dig into the ribs of the shoulder chopped or pulled on a plate on a sandwich all those great sides and the party packs the six pack the eight pack the 12 pack and the desserts like the lemon ice box pie the terrific banana pudding and the strawberry cakes commissarybbq.com are called 901-754-5540 again commissarybbq.com happy valentines from everyone at the commissary to you and yours for orders to go catering tailgating Anytime it's time for the commissary, Walker Taylor and his team, they do it the right way. 901-754-5540 or online at commissarybbq.com. Brett, I'm curious before we go to a break, you mentioned when we were talking to Brent that you trust the market more than you trust Congress or the NCAA. Who do you trust least, Congress or the NCAA? Oh, man. (laughs) Well... Congress has landed us $35 trillion in the hole, and the NCAA is is about to to really wreck yeah. college football and college basketball. Yeah. I'll, I'll go Congress. All right. I like that. I'm going to circle that one. Love the people of this country. Don't trust that government for no. one thing. <laughs> I wrote that down. When you said that, I said, i got to ask Brett, who does he trust least? That's a toughie, man. That's a good question. Almost a high, hard one. I know uh, a couple months early. but Very high and very difficult. Chin music. That's right. Well, we need to get to a break, and when we come back, we're going to take a deep dive look at the Memphis Tigers this season for the basketball team. This schedule, best wins, worst losses. We're doing all that next on Sports Time. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus.
Welcome back in to Sports Time. Brian and Brett with you in our family leisure studios. And the Tigers, seven games left in the regular season. Two this week, both in Texas, North Texas, on Thursday. And they turn right around and play SMU before coming back home. But we want to take a little bit of a deep dive at this uh, season for the Tigers and, and kind of take a look back at the schedule and where things sit right now. So, Brett... I will let you take it away. Where do you want to start? Best win. Uh, Who do you think? I will say Virginia. No doubt. Is the best no doubt. Win. And especially with Virginia now third in the ACC yeah. at 19 and 5. And for the for Tiger fans, it's go who's the rest oh, of yeah. the year. Absolutely. I mean, go, go, go Cavaliers, go Virginia yeah. the rest of the year. And I think when we get to the end of this, this will prove how important. It doesn't affect the outcome of the game, I know that. But after you beat them, or even lose to them, you want them to, to, to go and do well, especially especially if you beat them. Worst loss, is, I think, is, is as clear as the Virginia was the best win. I, I say Rice, worst loss. Yeah. Uh, at home, it was the fourth loss in a row. I mean, felt like that could be the... I, I, we the were, odd lineup starting. Just very weird first half. And, Brad, I mean, we were sitting in here. I, I remember that day sitting here. Okay, you know, at home against Rice, the, you know, get that win under your belt and, you know, try to start turn, turning things around. Nobody thought that the Tigers would lose that game at home. If the tournament chair is asked point blank by anybody why didn't memphis get in the easy answer is going to be lost at home to rice yeah lost at home to rice in january i mean that's uh, it's easy i mean it is easy and the equivalency crowd of well the other leagues have other bad losses no No, this was this was was really bad And, and and the tigers on the day you beat them you you can't help that that it comes unraveled and now look at this look, Missouri just you know there there's not very good there's teams that are bad mm-hmm. and then there are teams <laughs> that are just dreadfully yeah. bad and that's Mizzou they're fourteen out of fourteen in the SEC at eight and sixteen the, there would there they wouldn't go to the tournament if it was two hundred and forty bids. No, no, not at all. I mean, and just, I don't know what has gone wrong this year. I'll be honest, I've not watched a lot of Missouri this year, but last year, I mean, that team was fun to watch. I know they lost a couple guys to the NBA. They were the South Carolina of last year. They were. I mean, really fun, and, uh, you know, you thought, especially, you know, that early season game, you thought, man, this is going to be a tough one for the Tigers, and the Tigers are going to look back in February and March and be saying, man, that Missouri win or that Missouri game was huge early in the season, and now it's the complete opposite. And, and when you when they made this schedule that was applauded by everyone, it still should be absolutely because you don't you don't know what's going to happen, but in in reality, here here's what the the Tigers beat: they beat twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. Yeah. In the SEC, twelve is Arkansas at twelve and eleven. I'll be surprised if they finish over five hundred. Might 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 finish one above or one under, and then whatever they do in Nashville. Thirteen's Vandy. They're six and seventeen. You're six and seventeen, and you're not in last. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) And Mizzou's in last. Now the Tigers did beat Texas A&M, and the net loves them. I'd love to know why A&M. Uh, they're fifth in the SEC and they're 15 and eight. The Tigers lost to Ole Miss that's eighth in the SEC in 18 and five. And 
I think we'll be very lucky to get in the tournament. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean they're they're kinda of sitting there. I've been looking at some, you know, updated brackets over the last couple of days and they're kinda of sitting right there, eight, nine, last four in type of team, um, last four by type of team. So yeah, I mean they they need a push and it's just so hard in the SEC. I mean, when you have that many good teams, I mean, you look up and and you gotta go to Lexington tonight to play Kentucky and that's just a you know, a Tuesday night in the SEC. It is, but it's not quite the sizzle that it even had two weeks ago right. with this Kentucky swoon. Now, Ole Miss, not, they'll take right. it. Right. Well, and, and, but still, I mean, that's no matter what Kentucky is, I mean, you know they're going to have guys right. out there and they're going to be a tough test. I mean, that's hard, and, and I don't know who Ole Miss plays this weekend. Okay. But I'm sure it's tough. Kentucky's got six players who will get drafted in this draft. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, five or six, certainly. And, yeah. and then, yeah. uh, where's Ole Miss? Here we go. Uh, you turn right around on Saturday and have to, well, they get Missouri. So, I mean, I guess they get some Hallelujah. sort of relief there. But in Oxford, you yeah. look at these last three games for them, including tonight's game, Auburn, South Carolina, and Kentucky. I mean, that is a extremely tough stretch in SEC conference play. And that's every single week in that conference. And so it's hard when you're a team like Ole Miss, first head coach, still trying to figure out everything, even though it's been a huge successful year, I think, it's hard to make it in the tournament when you're so young as a, as a team under a new coach. The Tigers lost badly in the Bahamas to Villanova. That they're Now, now Villanova's eighth, mm, eighth yeah, yeah. in the Big East, 13 and 11. They, they did beat Clemson at home, Clemson, but the Clemson's seventh mm-hmm. in the ACC at 16 and 7. Really need Clemson... The Tigers need Clemson and Virginia to, to, to all but win out except for yeah. if and when they play each other. Yeah, and they've been play, both those teams have been playing uh, pretty well lately. I know uh, Virginia has kind of turned back into kind of one of these classic Virginia teams where they're holding opponents to, you know, 50 points and, and playing great defense. And so you got some hope there for, uh, for Virginia. Clemson, on the other hand, coming off um, that win over North Carolina last week. So hopefully, you know, both these teams can get something going. Now raise your hand if you had Villanova in your Final Four preseason. You know, that was, that was me. And now what? Had Arkansas. Winning it all. Well, so I guess we both, you know, a big miss there for both of us, I guess. Big miss, big miss for for both of us. But I had Arkansas winning it all. No, no. I don't win anything. Warren Nolan. Didn't the Tigers have a point guard one time named Warren Nolan? No, it was Marcus Nolan. Sorry, uh, Warren <laughs> Nolan, whoever that is in college basketball, he has the AAC ranked tenth in strength of wow. schedule conferences. Behind the Valley and a, mm. just barely ahead of the Ivy. Interesting. Well, Ivy League is always, uh, I mean, always a fight when you're playing in the Ivy League, Brad. I mean, you can never, never what, bet what's, on an Ivy what's League. What's Ken Palm on strength of schedule for the Tigers? Uh, Ken Palm for the Tigers has their strength of schedule at, let's see, overall 94th in the country. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to find a lot of good news out there. Mm. Kind of on, on, on the on the bracketology and things like that. It sure can change this week. I think, I think it can change. SMU seems to be yeah. a, a, a net darling uh, for ooh yikes CBS. And I don't know where CBS gets their strength schedule. I don't know if that's in house or if they get that from somewhere. Uh, CBS has Memphis uh, strength of schedule one fourteen. So um, yikes, not very good. Well, and, 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 you know, that, that's how it played out. Even VCU, they're, they're fourth in their league. Yeah. And a, a huge win on, on Friday uh, over, over, Dayton. over Dayton. And so, you know, that's one. And, and Brett, you've been saying it, uh, really ever since 
couple about a month ago that VCU has really held up for the Tigers, and now you look did last year. Just last week, that was a quad two win. Now it's a quad one win for the Tigers, and I think a lot of these um, are starting. Clemson now quad one. That was a quad two. Virginia right on that line. If they can win a couple more games, they'll jump into uh, to quad one territory. So you know there are some teams that are starting to pick that up for the Tigers. The it, it's starting to repeat itself from last year. VCU held up all of last year. A and M did. That was yeah. Chandler Lawson's yeah. best game oh, yeah, against A and M last year in, in in a game that really made things a lot easier down the stretch. Now, what made it really simple for the Tigers down the stretch is you know is 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 how they played and yeah. and then ultimately w- winning the AAC tournament. But we saw last year that on that those those Sunday games, that Sunday win in that conference championship game. It didn't factor in a lot. No, and, and you know, we've talked about that a lot about kind of how these conference championship games are set up. And I mean, last year, the Tigers weren't even in front of a television before their name was announced on Selection Sunday. And, and I really think, and we've talked about this before, um, you know, try to move that maybe to a Saturday or something to where the selection committee at least can act like they they factor it in there instead of just having that game end and 30 minutes later you're unveiling them as an eight seed you know maybe that could do something because right now it's very clearly not doing anything for really any team in the country i would describe the aac as bad Mm. how would you describe it Uh, um i would describe it as competitive is that uh, if we're just doing a word um i would say competitive i didn't think it was going to be this competitive it's not a great competitive now in the conference Mm -hmm. And, and the games look competitive because I think it's a lot of mm. bad teams playing against other bad teams, mm. and it makes for fair competitive action. Sure, sure, absolutely. And so, you know, I don't I, think it's excellence going out each night against each other. No, no, certainly, uh, certainly. I mean, no, it's not one of the top conferences in 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 the country at all. But you know, I think it's it's in the middle of the pack. I'm seeing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kim Palm has it as the ninth conference in college basketball, um, behind the A10 and Mountain West, and then all of the uh, all of the power conferences. Um, I, I would probably say it's right there. I you know I, I have it as about the eighth or ninth conference in in, in basketball, and you know it's been it's been. I, I certainly didn't think you know the Tigers and, and FAU would not be one and two interchangeably in the conference in in the middle of February. And I certainly didn't think the Tigers would be sitting here at sixth in the conference. In the preseason, I had the Tigers going twenty-four and seven. You and Johnny both had them going twenty-three and eight. Mm. They can't go twenty-three and eight and no. get in at large. No, 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 no. And it's just kind of how how this has this schedule has planned out. You know, we talked about it. I think a couple weeks ago, where we said, you know, if you looked up and. We're talking, you know, on today, you know, what's today, February the the 13th. We're talking on February the 13th, and the Tigers, instead of only having two losses in non-conference, had four losses in non-conference, competitive, but then really ran the table in conference play. That's very different than what we're looking at now, where they have two losses in non-conference and four losses in conference, and we're all, we're all sitting out here, and no matter what bracketology you go to, they're on the outside looking in. I think if they were running the, 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 the gauntlet right now in conference, maybe dropped one or two more in non-conference, they would be safely in, in the bracket right now. Brian, in the legal world, they call amicus brief friend of the court. Mm. As a friend of yours, you better darn sure know what tomorrow is. 
Tomorrow's Valentine's Day, Brett. Yes, February fourteenth, sure Valentine's sure Day. Well, you, you know, th- dates you, and numbers and things. No, no, don't confused. don't mess that one up. Is no. all I can tell you. Now, I'll be honest, Brett. I did some. I did some. I'm a very last minute person. I I thrive under pressure. Um, okay. You know, when the clock is counting down, I'm like Jordan. You know, I want you're one of those guys out at the mall on Christmas Eve at That's ten right. o'clock, aren't you? That's right. So I went and did some uh, some Valentine's Day shopping during my during my break Good today work. and tried to Good get work. some things. Not not finished. Yet. What are you doing getting a break? You don't ever get a break. No, no, I, I sneak out of here and, uh, you know, they think I'm here. I do the whole, like, I get like a, you know, a, a pillow and, and have it plopped over. It looks like me with my hoodie on and, and people think it's me while I get out of here for a couple of minutes. No, but let's go ahead and get to a break. And when we come back, it'll be time for Big Number of the Day. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Big Daddy. Hello, Big Brand. It's a guy, he wants to be big, then he gets big, he doesn't want to be big anymore, then he gets small, but the suit's too big. Big Daddy. The Big Boy. You're a big guy. I think she's trying to pull a fast one on Big Daddy. The Big Number of the Day. All right, well, I have a couple big numbers today, and I am excited for okay. them. Um, one big number that I don't really love, um, but I'll say it anyway because I don't know what's wrong with them, and I'm so excited to talk to Bo here in a second to ask him his thoughts. Uh, 11 is my first big number. Okay. I have three or four big numbers today. Uh, the Athletic put out, or somebody from The Athletic uh, put out, uh, Josh Kendall from The Athletic put out his way too early 2024 NFL power rankings and sitting all the this way. This is really early. This is very early. Only a couple days after the Super Bowl. Um, sitting way down at number 11, the Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. I don't know. I think he's wrong. 11. I don't know. 11. I mean, in front of them, the Bengals. Well, no parade routes there, is it, Johnny? Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Hey, Brett, have the tissue on standby. In front, you know I do. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> there it is. I, I've got some Brett, here We're going to have it so for I you, think, man. I think, I think on Friday when, when Brett was in here, he left me some so that I, I <laughs> yeah. you know, in case I ever needed them. Um, in front of the Cowboys, he has the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Browns, the Bills, the Packers, um, the Texans, the Ravens, the Lions, the 49ers, and the Chiefs. He has the Eagles way down at number 15, which might be an even bigger surprise. Joe Burrow is my quarterback to put any pressure on Mahomes next year. I think that's good, uh, a good pick, especially uh, if you got to get well. Gotta, good, and got to stay pick. healthy. Got to get healthy and stay healthy. Uh, two more big numbers from me. Uh, one of these two tie together. Um, one big number, uh, 25. Texas Tech's uh, Darian Williams is the first player in the last 25 seasons with 30 points, 10 rebounds, and 100% shooting percentage against a ranked opponent. He did that last night against Kansas. And also from that game last night, uh, 29, Kansas' 29-point loss to Texas Tech from last night matches the program's largest loss against an unranked opponent in the AP poll era. The other 29-point loss came in 1950 against Kentucky. How about that? 
That was peach basket days, Oof. wasn't it? That's a long time. 1950, I mean, is is ancient, if you ask me. Real good numbers. Before Elvis well, Presley started singing. I mean, that's a real long time ago. Real real good. My big number is 26. Okay. okay. It's been 26 years since Ole Miss won at Rupp Arena. People wow. want to talk about Super Bowl games. When you go to Kentucky, that's everyone in the SEC world Super Bowl game to go to Rupp and mm-hmm. win. The last time Ole Miss won at Rupp Arena – Current athletics director Keith Carter had 21 points. Current Georgia head coach Mike White was the point guard for Ole Miss. And the star that night for Kentucky was Jeff Shepard, and his son Reed is the star tonight for Kentucky. That is incredible. Incredible big number, bro. That, his one big number, beat all three of my big numbers. Yes, it did. It did. (laughs) The Cowboy really messed you up, though, Brian. I mean, it's ridiculous. Number 11 in in the the power ring? They should should be two at worst. At worst. Our Cowboys, Johnny. We know, but we we got the parade ready already. Man, it might just be Brian at the parade. It's in my back pocket. (laughs) Right next to my wallet. Dave, all that time in Dallas, Fort Worth this week, and go check out the parade route That's for us. Brett, that is a great idea. I'm going to give it to him. I'll send him down there. Forget his golf trip. Forget yeah, all he doesn't need to be playing any he golf. He wanted to do while he was in Dallas. He is he is going to make sure there are no issues. Site survey, lay it all out for where we can go you for our Cowboys and celebrate. I mean, you got to have it. If you don't do it, you're just not playing. And we have Dave Ocean to do it for us. That is a really, really. You good know where I was in 1998, Brian. Uh, I'm gonna guess right here, right there, right there. Right there. Uh, always, I remember always the right I remember here. the day after, and you know, wow. oh, oh, Miss has only won twice ever Crazy. at Rupp. Crazy, and it's uh, you're right about that though. I mean, everyone's Super Bowl um, is to beat Kentucky in Rupp, and which means that three teams have had their Super Bowls in the last three games that were and, played at Rupp. And UNC, somebody back in November. Oh yeah, November. UNC Wilmington. That's right. Wilmington. Way back, uh, way back in December. Isn't that weird? They they beat North Carolina, but lost to Wilmington. Yeah, yeah, very, very, uh, very weird. I, maybe UNC Wilmington needs to change their name to North Carolina. I mean, I don't know. They're, they Go Heels. North Carolina, that's right. Uh, but we need to wrap up this hour and get to a break. And when we come back for our third and final hour, we're talking NFL with Bo Marchant. 